Good afternoon, Jamie. Good afternoon, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's the I know we always talk about the weather because we're Midwest people and that's what we do. But uh, yeah, it's actually warmer right now than it has been. So it's it's nice. Just took a walk. Screw with this the weather, dude. Screw Came back in weather. From, you don't like spring? That's your. I, I I I love spring, but it's not spring. It's it's the faux spring. It's tricking you, dude. We we got two months left of this crap. Get two months. Dude, so, I will take two months of sixty degree weather and be okay with that. Not not when you're on a not when you're on an e bike, man. That's true. Yeah, I don't e bike enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, otherwise the, things are going good. Besides my the lack of e bike in my life. Yeah, that's a big thing, man. It's a big thing. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, it's been okay. Had a rough couple of weeks. Um. Yeah, just, you know, not out of the woods yet, man. It's just, um, uh, so my productivity has not been where it, I want it to be. Um, just a lot of, like, lost interest and in, like, trying to get motivated. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> lost interest in a project that is coming along quite nicely for a yeah. while. Well, it's not, it's not, the, yeah, just lost interest in general and just programming. <laughs> so, mm, gotcha. To, trying to get that back. So um, I've been tra- taking more breaks than, than normal to get away from my computer, but I'm kind of like at a spot where like, I don't know what, like, have you ever done this? Like, I don't know what to do. If I'm not working, like in the winter, like I don't have like other stuff or oh, see, video I, games. Or, yeah. I'm like, I don't lack for hobbies. I have a bajillion hobbies that I just can't put enough time into. So that, that. that's where I'm at. All my hobbies, though, involve like being nice out, and that's really never the case in Toledo. So, yeah, I gotta find some yeah, new. You gotta find an hobbies. indoor hobby. Yeah, my indoor Do, hobby uh, is usually program. Does anybody in your family play ping pong? No, I don't know if it's you. you have I ever done the PSA of like endorsing ping pong as a hobby? Because no, we went to the ping pong bar though. Remember the ping? I know, pong and bar. I dominated. Uh, did you not? No, you were too I literally to won every game that you were I played. Too scared to play the Yeah, you played against me. I know I played be- against you, everybody at One Design, and I played against probably the weakest member of like the regulars at the ping pong bar. Dude, there's some sweaty regulars there. They there were pretty sweaty, sweaty. And they were good. Like I was like, I definitely wouldn't have returned that surf. When I was watching them, I was like, <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not hitting that like- back. Yeah, they were like four feet off the table. It was like Olympics. It was like four scump over there. Yeah, it was uh, fun to watch. Like, yeah, was, was they were cool playing place, doubles dude. at 1.2. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Never been to a ping pong bar after that or before no, that. No, this is the one and only time that I've been yeah. to a ping pong bar. We yeah. have, I don't know if Toledo has these. We have like an outdoor park that has concrete ping pong tables. Oh, that's cool. Have you seen these? No, yeah. those would get spray painted in like two days. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. uh, they exist, but I, I look at them and I go, I'm not playing outside, dude. The ping pong balls are way too susceptible to wind. Like that screws everything up for sure. What are you supposed to bring your own, your own paddle and balls? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, it's kind of like an outdoor chess board, you know, like you're supposed to be bringing your own pieces. I assume I've never lived in a city that did that, but uh, (laughs) I imagine there's some rocker. I assume there's some rocker you can. But yeah, so anywho, this is my encouragement to anybody that needs an indoor hobby is just play ping pong because ping pong is not an outdoor sport. Tell you that right now. But you do need a lot of room. So like don't finish a basement and dedicate the entire thing to ping pong. 
So you have enough. Room. Yeah, I'm not gonna do. I'm not into the ping pong, man. I'm not into right. the ping pong. Alternative. So I'm, not doing, I'm not doing uh, ping pong. I'm not doing ping pong. You're not gonna force ping pong on me. Foosball. You ever thought about food? Have you ever played is um, pickleball? Pickleball is fun. Again, an outdoor thing. Yeah, it is an outdoor thing. Yeah, I've not played pickleball. I've heard about it. I've, I'm <laughs> friends with like a person who's like a champion in Florida, I guess. But how old like, are they? He's yeah. I mean, he's the average age, which is like he's like 75. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We have like a really super nice like pickleball court by us, and sometimes I took my my bike there and rode with my wife and. We play pickleball and yeah, we were probably the youngest people there, but it was, it is fun. It is fun. It's funny because everybody treat it, treats it like, like you're playing tennis. I'm like, it's not really that, that hard to like move around the court and get to the ball. Anyway, pickleball is fun. Nice. But yeah. I okay. Well, there's a weird tangent there, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, our, our sports tangent. Done. but okay. So you lost motivation and doing programming related things, but you have nothing else. Um, no, no. So oh, that does probably... put you in a weird spot. Do you just watch a lot of Netflix? I watch paintball all weekend. Did you watch paintball? Mm. I didn't get a message that was like paintballs on you watching paintball. Uh, I have not... Well, it was the first, first term of the series, first term of the year, man. First term. Mm. Of... I mean, after all the big mix-ups, you know, Latin Saints, oh, you got the Latin Saints mix-ups. coming in. My Lord. <laughs> So many. This so would many be things. like if I took a part of the podcast and I was like, this is Keith's esports corner. I'm just going to drop it right here. <laughs> He's the only one who cares about competitive yeah. Halo, but here you, you go. You should be watching paintball. That's all I'm saying. Don't okay, whatever. All right. Well, do you want to hear about my week? A couple weeks? Uh, yes. I have a couple topics. Uh, do you have any topics you want to talk about, even though you uh, lost yeah, some motivation? Sure. Sure. All right. Well, then I will let you go first, and then I'll, uh-huh. I'll pick up with my stuff. Okay. Well, um, I did work on Tetsu um, a bit, and I got um, kind of the onboarding. I'm still working with the onboarding um, flow and got that working uh, so that you um, can kind of start setting up a new channel inside Mm -hmm. just right within uh, Slack. So it's uh, right now I got asking, you know, do you want to create a new channel or use an existing channel for your, uh, your meetings? And um, then uh, set up kind of set up a default meeting when they, when they select that stuff. Um, So that, that needed a bunch of kind of work behind the scenes as far as like sending messages and receiving messages from Slack. So I had to build some things in the Juve. Um, So yeah, that, that was a lot of work, uh, but that's done. And the next thing I started working on is actually starting a uh, stand-up. So now that they have their, their meeting kind of set up, they can start it. So that's what I'm going to work on uh, this next week. Nice. So you uh, fixed the DSL problem where you couldn't have more than one thing in the router, like block? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That I was where we left off. Is we had the macro problem where you couldn't have more than one thing within a block. Yes. And I fixed that uh, pretty easily, actually. Um, it just sat down and and just um, I was doing everything right. I just wasn't um, doing things in the right order. So that. Mm. Um, but yeah, all the uh, all the meta programming stuff was was turned around, and that all. So do you have like an unquote in the wrong spot? Is that basically what happened? <clears throat> no, it was just the way I was. Um, um, aggregating the actions for a platform. 
it, it wasn't okay. really even a metaprogramming thing. I tried to get, I thought it was, and I was trying to get fancy with the metaprogramming stuff. But really, all you need to do is unquote a block and have mm-hmm. that block and pass into that context of that block the stuff that you already have. So the the platform uh, in this case. And I wasn't passing okay, nice. that in. But anyway, so yeah, that that got fixed. So now in Juve, it supports command routes and action routes. So anytime you click a button, select a menu thing, whatever, that's called sweet. an action route. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's pretty sweet, man. The code like that's actually in Tetsu is is real real slim and and nice. So, um, yeah, I, and I did a lot. Uh, dude, Ecto in Elixir. It's so badass. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. I, I had to create like a whole bunch of like transactions and just their, their ecto.multi, multi. Um, it is very good. Yeah. Modules is really good. Um, yeah. So that's really what I did with Tattoo. I'm also working with a designer to uh, start working with them. We talked last time about the little comic book stuff, the wham and yeah, the wham, bam. Mm-hmm. wham, bam. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, I don't know how much they're going to do, like, the, the drawing of the stuff. Uh, might actually hire, like, a artist to do that. Um, but, I love that. Yeah. I love the idea that you're going to go get, like, an, a person who actually pencils comics. Yeah. Like, hey, can you uh, pencil some stuff for me real quick? What's yeah, it for? Right. Stand-up meetings. Yeah, stand-up meetings and Slack. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Okay, I, sure. You got money? Whatever, man. Yep. Yeah, so... That's uh, that's uh, what I've been doing. So I haven't. I wanted to get farther than I was, um, but it is what it is, man. It's what it is. So. Nice. How about you? It's, I mean, it sounds like you accomplished the things. Like you made it. Yeah, I did. Made it through a big hurdle, and then now you're like actually utilizing the things that you've put into Juve, and it sounds like it's working pretty well for you. So that's. Uh, yeah. I would say that's that's good. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do anything. No, I didn't. Yeah. Not yeah. do. Nothing. So um, you're also working on client work, right? I am. Like, I am. And one of those so. projects is coming to an end. So that's, that's good. Um, I'm actually thinking about taking maybe a month off, just working fully mm-hmm. on Tetsu, but nice. Give yourself a little time. sabbatical. Yeah. Just, you know, I, I, I know I can get so far just, if this was my only project, I could have this mm-hmm. released in like a month, you know? So yeah. So how about you, man? So I will start off with the the coder journey stuff because I think it's interesting. I got an email a couple weeks ago that was like, hey, uh, you haven't done anything on YouTube in a very long time. So if you don't do anything in the next month, you we're going to demonetize all of your stuff and kick you out of the YouTube partner program. And I go, okay. Jeez. Yeah, I know. There's what a little bit. And, well, Mr. In, in their defense, apparently the amount of like, yearly viewership hours that I had like is just below the requirement for the YouTube partner program now, which it's been trucking by itself with no new content for like six years. So that's it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> we'll crazy. take it. Like, they force you to put like, they kind of force you on that hamster wheel of like creating content. Just kind yeah. Of oh yeah. Shitty. Yeah. Cause it's more stuff that would bring in more eyes to the ads that they, you know, show that yeah. you get a bitty fraction of. So, yeah, but they just well the thing that's annoying with it is they'll demonetize my stuff, but it's not like they're gonna not put ads on my videos. I'm just not gonna get anything for it. Yeah. So yeah, that's like, okay, I should probably fix this. Like, cause 
Now there's a, I think at the best that Coder Journey was ever doing in terms of like ad revenue is it made like 300 bucks a month or something for a little while. Mm-hmm. And which is, you know, that's fine. Like that's money that I would not have otherwise made. So like, yeah. and I literally wasn't doing anything. So yeah. that uh, is not too shabby, but that pays, you can like fill your gas tank on that now. I don't know what a gas um, tank is. I don't have a car. And just oh, it's e-bike. true. E-bikes, yeah. right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you can fill up your e-bike battery for 19 cents. So. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, so, yeah, that's that actually is something that's kind of lighting a fire under me to like, all right, I need to make some content. But then I go, well, what do I make content about? And so that's where we're at now with Coder Journey stuff is trying to figure out where to go and make content. And I think I might have talked about this a little bit recently, but it's like, I think I'm going to go back to kind of my roots and do some like Rails stuff, go back to like project-based tutorial stuff. Um, Because even though that doesn't get like crazy eyes on it or whatever, it's, I'm good at it. Uh, My content still gets views and it's too old to be actually helpful. Like it's almost detrimental to people at this point. So Updating that stuff would be pretty good. Uh, it lets me work on stuff that I'm actively like working on at work too, right? Like I still, I use Rails again. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah, you're actually re- programming. Yeah, getting myself back up to speed with Rails would be pretty good, right? At this point, I actually don't work a lot. It's, it sounds weird. I don't work a lot with Rails, even though I work in Rails, just by the nature of some of the projects I've been working on. Yeah. Like a lot of just Ruby. Yeah, you work at the... Um, Arguably the biggest, largest rail largest, shop, in, yeah, yeah. In, in the world, and you hardly touch rails. That's pretty funny. Well, it just happens to be the thing that I'm working on. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's something to kind of consider. But I'm like, okay, maybe I'll put the podcast out so I at least can put out a little bit of content. And I also there's a thing where I have to get over the threshold of hours, otherwise they'll demonetize me. So I'm like. I almost want to put out a PSA to like all my relatives be like, Hey, you have an iPad, just like go on YouTube and just, just play this really long, uh, playlist that just keeps on going. Just, I just need like a solid eight hours out of your iPad. You could build Um, a, I mean, you could build a bot that, that's probably illegal. So, or against, goes against the terms. I'm sure asking asking family members would (laughs) also go against their terms. Well, it's a good thing. I didn't actually do that. I was just joking, but, uh, but yeah, so that was uh that's a thing. So we'll, I'm hopeful that maybe if I release something, uh, it'll up my Google juice a little bit because I only need like a couple extra hours out of the given month. A couple hits, a couple hits. Yeah. Good. So good. so that's something. I'm, but one of the things I think I might go on is just like I want to do a whole series on design patterns for object oriented stuff because what I've kind of found working where I'm working at Shopify, like on the team that I'm on and in the area of the code base that I'm in, is like design patterns aren't even at like a big, you know, prolific programming shop aren't necessarily well known. Like, and there are many opportunities where like the problem would be solved if we exercised a pattern that already exists for doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Or the other thing happens where people use the wrong pattern mm-hmm. in, a, in a scenario, right? Like running into some code in this area right now where it's like, we use the value object pattern a lot without actually really understanding what a value object does. And also in Ruby value objects aren't super duper useful. A lot of times Mm -hmm. like every object is effectively a value object. If you define the equals method, like value objects are made for the sake of comparison. And in our case, we used them as like a way to separate a model from 
the database basically, yeah. right? Like we're yeah. like, oh, it's a, this is our value object. It's just a value. I'm like, your model can be that. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're doing comparisons and you need like fancy comparison, which is what a value object is for, then go ahead and do that. But in this case, it's like, we're doing the, we're using the wrong pattern. So, yeah, I mean, the, they already are right. Like active record objects are anyway, like, yeah, a, yeah, a, exactly. A, a but equal active record object is just their IDs match. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But by acknowledging like these patterns exist, they solve problems that come up frequently in and situations, usually in object oriented programming, right? I'm sure there are functional design patterns too that I just am unfamiliar with because I haven't worked in like functional scape long mm-hmm. enough to dig into that stuff. But it's like I'm trying to kind of prioritize the object-oriented design patterns to figure out how I want to make these videos in one order so that I get the important ones out first, right? And like, I'll, I would be interested to get kind of your take on this. Um, how? What's your level of familiarity with design patterns? Like how often do you oh, pretty, mind pretty. Kind of to them? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I know you yeah. know them. I don't know if you're like, oh, I would definitely use the flyweight pattern for this. Um, like. I've literally never used I, a flyweight pattern, by the way. I'm I, I usually, yeah, I know when like certain patterns are used. And so what I usually do is when I recognize that situation, then I usually go and I look it up or I mm-hmm. you know, like, that's a good Google search, you know, like how to implement, yep. you know. So, um, yeah, I use them pretty regularly. You know, I'm a computer science major, mm-hmm. so I think I feel like I um, kind of lean towards them more than than a lot of people um yeah so i think that would be great man i think a, like a series of that you know just a collection of those would be great mm-hmm. um yeah that's what i want to do is i want to just yeah. make a library of them to where it's mm-hmm. like you want to know about what the factory pattern is mm-hmm. let me show you like yep. i might even show you in like multiple different languages to show you like it actually appears a little bit differently depending on the language that mm-hmm. you're using mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and i'm, I'm debating on these like if I want well, to like make you don't this even as, really need it in this type of language, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, Bingo. Language, like, you don't really, yeah. That's where I'm like value objects and XYZ language. You're like, you don't yeah. need it. Yeah. Like they're, they're much more common in Java, you know, yeah. for instance, like there, there are actually a lot of these design patterns that you, when I look at it in Ruby, you just go, Oh, we don't use this Yeah. just in general ever. Yeah. This never comes up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so there's that, that I think is probably the direction I want to go for like my first back to coder journey series. So do you want to workshop some, uh, these are the design patterns I should cover first list. Like let's, do you want to try to give me the important ones? Like let's, the ones that always come to mind for me are factory template. Um, um, let's see here. Factory template. Singleton is singleton. And Ruby it's, it's, Uh, it's big. Yeah. Yeah. So those three factory, um, what's the, Ah, oh, dang it. I forgot the name. Yeah. See, name. coming up with the name sometimes is hard. And yeah. I always have to forget the difference between a factory and a builder. Oh yeah. I don't know what that. I mean, I just use, I would assume a factory. Old. I don't know what a, eh, maybe I have used builder pattern before based on. Yeah. That might actually not be a real pattern. It might be one of those yeah, ones where I, it's like goes by a different name and like it is actually just the factory yeah, pattern. I'm, because I'm, I'm having a hard time I remember seeing though, maybe in a gang of four book or something like. Um, I mean, that's that where pattern. the pa- factory or the pattern, uh, like the patterns all come from the gang of four, right? Yeah, like that's, that's where them, they originated. Yeah. They don't all come from there, yeah. but that's where they originated effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that sounds great. I wonder also if YouTube is like the correct. 
I could also see like, you know, Instagram shorts or whatever they call them. Like, well, I know there's YouTube shorts, but I could see like, you know, more succinct one minute, two minute videos of people that just want to like, mm. they Google, you know, what is factory pattern? And you know, that's a, yeah, that's an interesting, I don't have any sort of Instagram uh, presence yeah. Yeah. at all. Yeah. I mean, I barely have a Twitter presence, so yeah. There's that, but yeah. But I could see like a like a uh, more condensed version because like YouTube has their shorts, which annoy the crap out of me. But um, you know that might be a nice little a little way to get more more users uh, looking at your stuff. Mm, that's a good idea. I think I might yeah. instead of making it a like, I might make it like a glossary on Coder Journey instead of making it like a blog post per tutorial like I've done in the past where it would be like, we're building authentication into a Rails app. And it's like a whole blog post of like text-based mm-hmm. stuff and a video. And so I think what I might do for design patterns is I might like come up with a really succinct way to teach a design pattern through like a short video. And then also like have the definition and maybe like an expandable code snippet and just put those all on like one page. So you can just like find what you're looking for and like, one specific area of uh, my website just to have yeah. a little bit more, I don't know, Google juice for lack of a better mm-hmm. term there. Yeah. But I think that would I, be. Yeah. I also wonder if you want to show this as in a, as in like a refactoring way or like a, you know, greenfield creation way. If that makes Ooh, sense. That's a good idea. Yeah. I could. Maybe both ways. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it might, it's very helpful to like see code and realize like, Oh, like, Let's take, for example, you have a list, uh, like a case statement or like five if statements, right? And it says, if, you know, type equals blah, 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 then create blah, blah, blah. If type, you know, and then you can look at that and say, oh, actually a factory pattern would, mm-hmm. would be good here. Um, or do you teach it like, hey, this is a factory pattern. This is how you create it. And then these are situations where you might identify where it's useful. You know, that might be a better way. I, think I don't know. That, that sounds great, actually. Yeah. Like what I... So if I'm looking, I'm thinking about this as the YouTuber's mindset, right? Like the Mm. things that have been done well for me in the past, my most successful video of all time has almost 600,000 views on it as basically an animated presentation on what is Kubernetes Mm -hmm. and how Kubernetes works. It's literally me whipping stuff up in keynote and like people really, which taught me a thing actually. And that is don't put words on slides and simple animations and imagery teach people way faster than you putting words on slides. Um, that's literally my presentations. I, yeah, that's how I present. I have things. one word on a slide or two words. On yeah, slide. like it's I don't, I don't use bullet points uh, yeah. almost ever. Yeah, and like if I can make a slide or like a slideshow that has literally no words, then I'm like, yeah, buddy. Or it's mm-hmm. just like a title of the slide, so you can kind of get the concept. Of what's it's just going all on. magic move. It's just all. Oh, magic dude, move. magic magic move is brilliant for this. <laughs> Like it would honest to God is so good because you can use magic move to simulate actually knowing how to animate things. And (laughs) until you need to refactor that thing and you're like, Oh, I forgot this one little step. Yeah. Well, there's no refactoring a a YouTube video. So yeah. 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 But, uh, so I think I might do a like, factory pattern, you know, whatever. And then maybe I'll do like another video, like that would be tied to each one of these things that is like refactoring to the X, Y, Z pattern. And that would be the one where I'm like in the code. And I just link from the, how the tutorial, like the explainer video to the practice video. 
And I think that would be good. Gives me a little cross traffic, you know, on those sort of things, but additionally keeps it separate. So like if somebody wants to see like, this is how the sausage is actually made versus actually that's, this is, this is how it works. This is the rubber meeting the road. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a great idea. I, I like mean, how you switched from, from two different, uh, yeah, I, I bailed out on road. the sausage. Yeah, you went up, yeah, you bailed out on the sausage making. Went to the uh-huh. road. Um, <laughs> Title. <laughs> I bailed, I bailed on, on the sausage making. Um, <laughs> um, so one question I have, though, is like, if I, I thought that a lot of your viewers were, you know, kind of dev, DevOpsy. Well, so this is weird, right? There's a dichotomy between my viewership. But what I am is not my target audience. Is is very interesting. My my the bulk of my viewers. Well, you are a white male. I'm assuming. True. Well, actually, you know what? I think the majority of my viewership comes from India. Ah, Uh, nice. But uh, you're big in India. Title. uh, Yeah, huge. But the yeah, so the bulk of my viewership comes from DevOps stuff like namely Kubernetes, but Mm -hmm. the next highest thing is React, actually. My React Mm -hmm. tutorial from years and years ago when I was just learning React originally in like 2016 is still pretty popular. And relatively speaking, obviously not popular enough to keep me as a YouTube partner right now, but (laughs) but, uh, it's also out of date, right? Like super Probably on like React 8 or something. Um, uh, So that might be a good... You know, when you're saying multiple languages, everybody freaking clamoring for JavaScript content. So that might be mm-hmm. a good a good idea to put in multiple languages because then you're not getting, you know, just the Rubyists, just the whatever they call JSers um, or just, you know, whatever language, insert uh, whatever language is there. Because yeah, like, exactly. I don't want to pigeon my whole, whole myself to a language. And if I can find distinct differences is, between yeah. different flavor. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like it, man. Uh, Coder yeah. Journey's back. Now, you've said Coder Journey's back a couple times. I know. Dude, really- actually, if you look at my uh, YouTube channels, like videos and like most recent, oh, it's like, I'm back, baby. And then a year later, it's like, back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not exactly the most trustworthy thing. It's very much a boy who cried wolf situation. Yeah. But uh, I would love to make this something that I can come back to. And I think it would be good if there are things that I, that pop up in my work, working with like a lot of other engineers to be like, okay, this is something I could actually educate somebody on and, you know, yeah. get it out there. I would I love think- to see, um, cause the, like the, the unique thing about like your jobby job is, you know, the scale that you see, I think like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't see. Um, so I'd love to see like scaling issues, videos. Um, also, I meant to bring this up when you're talking about design patterns, but being able to handle loops and iterations of stuff. And like, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of the code that I see that is bad is people looping over stuff and doing stuff with inside those loops. Um I think there's a lot of like, quote unquote, not design patterns, but there's a there's a way that you can break those things down that would make better code, if that makes sense. So I, I think like a lot of like um, with your design patterns, I think handling like data, transforming data, looping over stuff, um, um, 
I think those would help a lot as well uh, for for. So do you think when you're saying you see people do bad things with loops, are you talking like they do too many things inside of the body of a loop? Yeah. Inside of a loop, they changing state all over the place. Oh, yeah, they yeah, like yeah. have like, you know, they have like extra variables, like integer equals zero. And like, you know, and if, you know, if integer is, is mod, you know, two, you know, so yeah, there's just a, like a lot of like, you know, a lot of people don't know about map, you know, compared True. to a for loop, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Like, yep. Um, so I think there's just a lot of like the iterators, the enumerables, the enumerators, like a lot of that stuff I still think could be, uh, there's a lot of room for improvement in code. Man, around there's those, so much around of this sort of stuff that's like would make good short form content. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, oh, you want like the rundown on the two most prolific like enumerable methods, map and reduce, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want to understand mm-hmm. what is map reduce? Like here you go, it's mm-hmm. map and reduce. Exactly. Um, yeah, I th- I think that would be great, and those would be. I actually think I did this one time when I was at. Did I teach about map when I was at Linux Academy? I had a slide that was like animated in a pretty neat way to kind of explain it. A map, a map magic move, a magic oh, move dude, map. I magic move the crap out of it. Um, <laughs> <I don't>, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, actually I wasn't, I was forced into using keynote for, or, uh, PowerPoint for a period. Yeah. So I had to use whatever their equivalent of magic move was. I don't remember it though. <laughs> it was, I had uh, to figure it out though. Cause I was missing my secret sauce. Yeah. Um, it was definitely not magic. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool, man. Nice. I'm excited. Um, oh, I do still actually have some other things I was going to talk about, but uh, yeah. we took long enough time to talk about Kutter. No, let's do I, it. Let's do it. We're good. Uh, Nobody's listening anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What was I going to talk about? So, oh, um, I think this is, uh, goes back to Keith's at a big company now and doesn't know how to handle certain things. And that is the uh, the idea of people needing to approve my work is very new to me. Not like pull requests, but like the thing I want to build and needing to go like through iteration over iteration of like me trying to explain a con like, this is what I'm doing. Like, here's my tech doc, which is like the note describing the problem and the thing I want to do for my solution. Here's the tech design, which is like a literally how I'm going to do it. And me going, I hate this. It has been a very interesting process. Like I didn't realize how much aversion I have to big upfront design. Yeah. Until now, really, where I go, this just feels like too much. I'm like, I like am am such a weird programmer, I think, maybe in my own mind, where I'm just like hand waving. I'm like, unimportant, unimportant, unimportant. We can punt on that decision, doesn't matter. Like, there's so many of these things that I go, hmm. I've never run into this before. And like, obviously this works, like what we're doing works. We wouldn't have gotten to where we got inside of Shopify if this didn't work, but not my favorite. Like, like hmm. uh, can you give an example of like, like what um, you... so, so the thing that I'm working on right now, right. Is essentially we have a, a service that like, isn't public right now. Like the API mm-hmm. isn't from the public it goes through like a proxy and that's a problem for us at the moment. So I'm making our service now publicly accessible publicly. Like it'll be, it'll be accessible to like specific business partners basically. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, cool. This isn't hard. I'm going to switch over some auth stuff uh, to using OAuth versus a different based auth that we're doing. 
because this integrator already knows how to use that. So I'm like, sweet, that's cool too. Like it literally took me 35 minutes to come up with my game plan for this. Took me a day to spike out the entire solution, like a prototype of it. Taking me two and a half weeks to get to write a tech note describing what I was doing and get people to approve it. And before why, I'm why do you have to write a tech note on code that you wrote? Like, can't they just it's, the code? well, the code that I wrote is just a prototype, so I'm not shipping that. I will write it differently, probably in the grand scheme of things. That was it's more like a quick. It's basically a spike, mm-hmm. right? Like I spiked it out. I actually had tests in there, so like it's a pretty good prototype, but. Uh, yeah, so that was like my proof of concept to be like, okay, this will work. Here are the things we need to do. Here's some considerations. Like I document all the stuff. I'm like, da da. Here's what I want to do, and like that got approved. And then now it's like I have another. There's like the tech. I'm like, what is it? The design doc. And I'm like, how is this different? This is the same thing. Like except for you're just making me give you more details on this, which you should not need to care about. It's an implementation detail. Yeah. Like so, yeah, it's yeah, been, been yeah, it's been an interesting. That doesn't those two things like don't jive like the fact that shopify does that it's kind of weird well i think it's based on team too like team to team section of the organization and that kind of stuff we have a lot of freedom to do things we have general structures for how we go through things right like you propose a project anybody can propose a project it goes into the prototype phase if it's approved once you have a prototype you do these sort of things and you get into the build phase who's this Um, room of a room of improve of approvers uh, they tend to be technical stakeholders within whatever wing of the organization you're in. So like uh, director of engineering on this particular project would be the guy who's like, yes, this is approved. We need to be consistent because of X, Y, Z. Like that was all mm-hmm. the approval took to get into prototype mm-hmm. to get into build. Like I've had to go through and have like staff developers and dev leads and like everybody's on this side of the house is technical. Even management is very technical. So like they can all review what I'm trying to say here. And there's been good feedback along the way, but it's like just taking a lifetime to do. And it's been an interesting exercise. And like, okay, I need to temper my expectations on how fast things can move. Because like me, uh, one of my old coworkers from Squaremouth works with me too. And he and I have a such a weird perspective on velocity compared to what is kind of expected from uh shopify like we move very fast and to the point of like we're just like we don't if we're not shipping like multiple things a day almost it feels like we're not doing anything where that can be a total normal stance in in the flow of a project at shopify and it feels a little weird like we ship tons of stuff like don't get me wrong like there's there's boatloads of shipping going on but like on our individual level things can feel a lot slower and i'm trying to temper my my expectations on how fast I should be able to move and how much change I can create and how much impact I can have in a given time frame. And it's been very weird. So that was more of a rant, less of a conversation, but mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. There's... That's it's yeah. It's still very weird to me because like that, that's coming from Shopify, like big upfront design stuff. Like maybe it, it feels big upfront to me, but I think it's because I've never had an approval process for my technical design. Well, that's yeah. Like your technical design is just, you, you don't know all those pieces beforehand. This is what I tell everybody. I go, I literally don't know less than I know right now. Yeah, like every it, single time. I don't, and that's so, what I don't get. Like why for a company that's so, that has built Shopify, it's just weird. Like one time I went in for this interview, it, it reminds me of this. Like anytime I think of big upfront design, I went into this interview and they wanted me to build like a, um, 
a time tracking application. Mm -hmm. uh, they basically wanted me to build harvest in an afternoon, which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, but like, they're like, hey, the, the database guy is going to come by at uh, 10 a.m. and look at your beta database design. I was like, oh, I don't have, like my database design is going to evolve as I'm building yeah, this Yeah, migrations are a thing. Like I'm allowed yeah. to change what this looks like. And it's like, no, this is what we do. We design the database first. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I'm good, man. See ya. And like, like, there, there are certain constraints like that that I do see come up occasionally that make sense. Like at, at yeah. Shopify scale some of those things you do need to do because yeah, but you don't need to do those up front though. Like, yeah, not all of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are certain things where you need to know what you're going to do because yeah. there are certain points yeah, where you're like, Oh, agree uh, with this thing over here. And we want to, well, somebody's going to come by and tell you like, actually, this is physically impossible. That database table is so large that if you add another column, it's going to brick the entire system. Like it mm -hmm. literally, you cannot do that migration. Like it will not work. Mm -hmm. And like, there'd be something like that that would come up from this where I would be like, Oh, good to know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, occasionally, but that's like, that would, you wouldn't have to spell it out. Like this is going to be yeah, my exact exactly. thing. You'd exactly. be like, I want to add a column to whatever and do the thing. And somebody would be like, Nope, that's not going to work. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's a weird situation. And I don't think like we're, what I'm describing is not that uh, big yeah. up front, right? Yeah. Like there's, oh, we dig into more, I, I think this actually might come from having too many stakeholders. Like there were just too many people who wanted to chime in and give their two mm. cents on what I was building. And so like my first, I had, to have, I, there were like seven people who I was like, you're probably a stakeholder on this kind of thing. And so I had to get a ton of feedback from people. And thankfully, I mean, a lot of them were just like, check, 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 check. And some of them were like, I am technically a stakeholder, but I don't have a ton of context around this area of the system. So can you please verify X, Y, Z things? And the nature of asynchronous work made it a little bit slower, maybe. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it was a weird experience. So I just wanted to, I guess, mm. talk about that. A little. I also kind of give like yeah. the grass is always greener sort of situation, right? Like every job has annoying aspects to it, like, or things that you don't necessarily like. Like, I think a lot of programmers get their, this mindset that like, I couldn't work at Shopify because, you know, it's a huge company, big scale, world-class, right? I don't deal with scaling issues. Like as a thing, right? That's the production engineers kind of are the ones who are like, this is going to be a problem kind of thing. Like occasionally there will be things that come up in my code, but like, I, I don't think I've ever written a piece of code. That's like, yeah, dude, if you actually ship this, then it would break our entire system because it's so poorly written, like for scale. All right. Yeah. There's, if you're just doing general good design, like a lot of times scale kind of falls out of that, or you're doing things that aren't at least hurting it. Yeah. Don't get a lot of like, you know, n cubed uh space-time complexity stuff if you're writing you know good code most of the time yeah. like if you're <laughs> yeah. like, there's nothing weird going on there so yeah it's i don't know it's been interesting though like i'll be it'll be cool when i can actually ship this project and a couple of the comments have made me like rethink some of the things i didn't know and it might also be a thing where i'm working on like i'm the champion of a project where mm -hmm. i'm not actually on the team like i'm not on the team that originally built this thing or the team that's going to maintain it. I have a little bit of context on some of the implementation detail more so than anybody on the team does. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of the de facto person for this, but it's one of those things where it's like, people are asking questions and I have to go like figure it out kind of situation. But at the end of the day, my gut instinct was, has been right on every single one of them. So like, I was like, Oh, cool. There we go. Yeah. But, cool. Yeah. So yeah, that, that sounds, that sounds like uh, yeah, not shipping, as fast as you want sounds like a, uh, a to me 
sounds like a, a bad thing over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like just the frustrations, but uh, yeah, hopefully this, this might also be the fact that this is my first time like, yeah, exactly. leading the project. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my first time yeah. being the one who has to see it. Like every other time it's like, I worked on the prototype, somebody else worked on the doc and getting all the things to review. And then I got to work on the implementation. We were just cranking stuff out. Yeah. But this one is like from start to finish, like I had to go through and do all the stuff. And it's like, I, the first part, like prototyping and stuff I'm great at. Like I yeah. can figure out a problem at its core, go in and like implement the like initial fix for something super fast. Like yeah. it's superpower of mine. If I was going to give myself like one th- what thing are you really good at as a programmer? I'm like, I'm good at the first draft. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably where this comes from. And I'm not trying yeah. to deter anybody from working at Shopify. This, this is awesome. I get like, I feel like I get smarter most days. Yeah. Right. Some days I'm looking at a Google doc trying to get people to just give me a green circle on some stuff. And those days I don't feel like I'm getting smarter. <laughs> yeah. We, we, uh, I worked at a, a place in Detroit where um, it was like my first like job. We had so many like real job that I worked with, like really smart people. There's so many smart people that I still talk to today. And every, all of us quit because we never shipped. Like they never mm. shipped. Like we would ship, but then there was some, you know, some issue or, or some requirement or something wasn't completely there. And so we'd take another two months and implement this other change. And just w- the, the time of like not shipping, just everybody's like, this sucks. Like we're making, we're building all this stuff and nobody's seeing it like, and everybody left. So yeah, like not shipping stuff is, it can be a big, a big problem for, for some more. I'm not saying Shopify has this problem, obviously. No, but yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, that's just uh just a a red flag that can lead to to bad things so cool man all righty well this has been a good episode i feel like we got to talk about plenty of things thank you for your assistance on the the future of coder journey actually yeah much more excited about this stuff now than when i was just like on paper like i'm gonna talk about some design patterns i can't wait till youtube sends me a push notification says coder journey's got a new video yeah, well, the first one will probably be me me putting this video on Coder Journey just so mm-hmm. I can be like, Google, see, I did it. I did it, Google. No, yep. it's fine. Yep. But uh, then Google. after that, there'll be real content. So yeah, my user ID up. is, so just go ahead and send me some of that money. Just go ahead and crank it right on over yeah. there. Um, all right. Sounds good, man. I will talk in, let's see here. Are we talking in two weeks? Yep. Okay. You shouldn't be on vacation. I will be back from vacation. So we should be good to do this in two weeks. Rock on, dude. Sounds good. All right, man. Bye. Bye.